Welcome back to the Tennis Podcast. I am your host, Nick. You're not the host. You're just a guy. I'm Brandon. That's my sidekick host, Brandon. And this is the show where every week we cover a different top 10-ish list. One of us brings a list prepared with notes. The other doesn't know what that list is until we hit record. <laughs> the other's unprepared. The other's unprepared in every way and tries to guess the list in real time. This week, I'm unprepared. Brandon's unprepared. But what else is new, am I right? And this episode is release is releasing on October 31st, 2018. Brandon, what day is typically October 31st of any given year? Wait, what, a day of the week? What, holiday is on October okay. 31st? And today's Halloween for all you listeners out there. It's the culmination of Spooktober. The culmination of Spooktober. For the last few weeks, we've been doing spooky topics like the most prolific serial killers in episode 8. We covered the most popular Halloween costumes in uh, episode 9. In episode 10, we covered the... What did we Google cover? Google monsters. Yeah, we covered the most searched monsters on Google. And this week, we're going to round out Spooktober with a new list that I have brought and Brandon does not know what it is. Now, Mm-mm. this list is similar but opposite to a list we've done recently. Should I just tell you what it is, Brandon? Yeah, let it out. Let it out. We are going to be covering the most expensive horror films ever produced. Easy. So, I, I there are some... <laughs> I'm saying easy because I have no clue. Yeah. So, by expensive, I mean the horror films with the highest budget. And for the folks at home, a budget for a movie is usually used for special Money. effects oh. and paying the actors and building the sets and all that stuff. So, the... Are we including marketing? No, this this is the production budget. Okay. Now, before anyone groans at us doing another horror film list, um, we've talked a lot about Michael Myers and Jason and all all of our friends here the last few weeks. I will just go ahead and say right now that none of those people are on this list. In fact, we covered the highest grossing horror films at the box office back in episode five and I have a list of 20 in front of me and there's only one or two from that from that list in episode five that are also on here. So, in other words, the list of the highest grossing horror films and the list of the highest budget horror films do not correlate. Does that make sense? Which I uh, think is interesting because, it I mean... Does. It's, it's intimidating. In theory, you have to think, oh, the more money we put into this, the better this movie will perform, right? I mean, in general? Very rarely the case. Not the case here. We have a lot of box office bombs. We also have a few that did okay and we have a few high performers here. And I'm going to give one more caveat. The list I'm using is from whereisthejump.com, which is actually a really cool horror site that has all kinds of stats on horror films. Where to jump at. Yeah, they tell you where to jump at. And I'm using their list of the top 20 most expensive horror films. But, and I'm going to use their list. I'm I'm going to use it as my Bible here. But I'll say that there are a few movies on here that I think are borderline horror at best. Um, there's a few you could probably maybe say horror as a subgenre, but there's a few just kind of thriller or suspense mixed in here. So, I'll mention that at the top. Is this adjusted for inflation? It better be. It is. Good. <laughs> well. All right. Well, you're going to have to cut this out because I got to clear my throat all big and nasty. <clears throat> I'm all better now. I'll consider editing that out. I'll make a game time decision in the editing room later. 
I don't care. It was kind of spooky. All right. So, yeah, this is our last Spooktober episode. We'll get to something not spooky next week when Brandon brings his top 10-ish list. But for now, let's talk about the most expensive horror films ever produced in the history of the world. Brandon, why don't we start? Actually, let me say first. So, I got the list from wheresthejump.com and I supplemented my statistics from Box Office Mojo, Rotten Tomatoes, and Wikipedia. Brandon, what films do you think are definitely not on the list? Low budget ones. Well, Blair Witch Project was very low budget. And the sequel, Blair Witch Project 2 Book of Shadows, seemed pretty low, low budget, low effort, low satisfaction. Uh, yeah, Blair Witch Project had a budget of $60,000, which is incredible because it made somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 million at the box office. And you know what? We should give some context on budgets here. Not everyone's as smart as you and I. Well, as me. So, a typical budget on like a big superhero blockbuster typically run you about two to $300 million. Would you say that's about right? That's, uh, yeah. Okay. It costs a lot of money for uh, cartoon people made out of trees and talking raccoons. Exactly. So, big blockbuster budgets typically in the two to $300 million range. Uh, you know, Jurassic World would be in that range. Your typical horror film is usually like in the one to ten million dollar range for a budget. Pocket um, change, yeah, chunk so, change. Like a lot of the most successful horror films, again, go back to episode five. They all had budgets under ten million, and some even had a budget of like just one or two millions. And then keep you everything in between. You can't scare me with money. Just for some context on our you budgets can, here, you can only make me happy with it. <sighs> what? You can't scare me with money. When has putting a bunch of money into a film, a horror film, made it better? Uh, well, there's some good movies on here. But I'd say you're right, actually, in most cases. Because what do they call that? Practical? Practical effects. Yeah, practical effects instead of special effects. Uh, I would argue that most of the best horror films use good chunk of practical effects. But you will find that there's mostly special effects in the films of today. Probably no surprise. You, you got to scare my subconscious. You got to get in my head to spook me good. Yeah, or get in your pants with some killer clowns. <laughs> so, Blair Witch Project, $60,000 budget, which is remarkable considering it had in the neighborhood of a $200 million box office. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to lump a whole bunch together. Yeah, okay. All the original classics that you know, the Friday the 13th, the original Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of the original classics that people hold in high regard and have launched franchises and uh, multi-million dollar franchises, I'm going to say none of those are on this list. There's two franchises on here, but none of the ones you mentioned. None of the originals that... that inspired oh, oh i see what you mean okay yeah you're right no originals on here and in fact i'll go ahead and give a spoiler i, I think i kind of said it already but all those that typical cast and crew that you think of jason freddie michael myers none of them none of their movies are on this list freddie got fingered hang on let me check my nick's notes here make sure uh, i didn't gloss over it uh freddie got fingered it's, it's freddie. about freddie krueger and Jason, it's Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Freddy versus Jason, not on here. Uh, you know, kind of like Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, not on here. $15,000 budget, which is $15,000 spawned an entire multi-million, multi-hundred million dollar franchise. 
That family really likes to film themselves sleeping. It's not the same family. Have you not seen any of the sequels? I saw one sequel and it was her sister. Yeah. All right. Fine. I guess. Okay. The extended family. Fine. Fine. I'll give you that. I'll concede. Side Sidekick Coast oh, gets one. I felt really good. What's the date? What's the date today? Well, we just went over that in excruciating detail at the beginning. It's October 31st. It's Halloween. Just for everybody who doesn't understand technology, we are not little tiny people hiding in your phone talking right now on October 31st. This was recorded previously by humans who don't live inside your phone. Today is the 29th of October 2018. I'm marking it on my calendar. I was right and you admitted it. You know what else isn't on this list? Monster Squad. I could have told you that. All the all the best classics have been ignored by this list. All of your prostituting of valuable <laughs> airtime on episode 10, promoting Monster valuable. Squad. Uh, and it, get this, it had a $12 million budget, which is not bad for a horror film. You looked up, sh- you looked up to try to talk shit about Monster Squad. And it grossed less than $4 million at the box office. In other words, it, it made less than a third back of its production budget. Right. Because it's not good. That's why they call it a cult classic Mm. because it didn't make anybody any money. It just makes the people who created it and started in it really annoyed when people come up and bother them about it. Here's one more not on the top 10. Another favorite of yours, Killer Clowns from Outer Space had a production budget of 1.8 million. Did you know that I heard or read somewhere that there's some network considering a reboot of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space franchise? Is it Vivid Entertainment or Brazzers? (laughs) I don't know what those are, Brandon. I've seen them in memes. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. That's all I read. That's the extent of my knowledge on the Killer Clown reboot. But I know that uh, preteen Brandon is going to be really happy. I'm actually the webmaster for KillerClownBoobiesReboot.com where we follow all the news of this. I actually have heard all about it. Do you think there's a Killer Clown porno yes i've not seen it but i'm confident if you can seen it if you can dream it someone has has made it discussed that's what they call that um that rule 34 of the internet everything ends up being disgusting or made into something disgusting at some point list of rules where's the other 33 rules i don't know i don't know the only one i've ever heard is 34 the the other three the other 33 are all disgusting too by the way, we got to do a top porn searches 10-ish list at some point. Who? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, last one here. The Gingerbread Man starring Gary Busey. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a big appreciator of Gary Busey and I've never heard of The Gingerbread Man. Go to our Facebook page. To, please I, tell me, please tell me that at some point someone picks up a little gingerbread cookie and it has the... A face of Gary Busey made out of icing and he's yelling at them about like <laughs> what F-E-A-R fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Uh, I can't say that it doesn't. I have not seen it but the pictures pretty great. You can go to our Facebook page at Tennis Pod 10ISHPOD to see a movie poster from that movie that I posted on October 29th, 2018 which was two days one- ago since we're tiny people on your phone right now recording this live on Halloween. There's one thing that would scare possessed demonic gingerbread man. It's the chompers of Gary Busey. <laughs> you know the thing about Gary Busey though? 
Hell of an ass. Hmm. <laughs> that just upset you. I'm going to move on and make my first guess. All right. Most expensive. I think Stephen King's It. I have a list also of movies that I thought would be on the list. And Stephen King's It from 2017 was one of my guesses, but it did not. It had a production budget of $35 million. Although... So, wait, wait, wait. It was $35 million, didn't make the top 10. So, my baseline is higher than $35 million for a horror movie. Way higher. Way Holy higher. shit. It was, was if I, we're talking adjusted, way higher. Yeah. Were Iron Man and the Hulk in a <laughs> horror movie? Some of these are considered blockbusters, yeah. Are you going to tell me The Green Mile is going to be considered a horror film and placed on this list? No. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a few hints at the top though. So, like I said, a few of these are horror barely, if at all. So, you kind of got to think thriller and suspense too. Also think, I think all shit. these, all these have big name actors. I mean, actors are going to be a large chunk of the budget. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wouldn't put uh, Treat Williams in a $250 million monster movie. Oh, The Mummy. Nope. What? That one with Tom Cruise, he's the most expensive man alive. It's because he won't quit hanging onto the edge of things that are flying through the sky. Let me look. The Mummy is a universal monster. That movie has to be considered. Okay. Yeah, but this isn't the same as the universal monster mummy. What? The mummy from Tom Cruise's shitty movie, The Mummy, is not the same mummy. Yeah, that was them. That was them relaunching The Mummy, the universal monster. That was another misstep in launching a universal monster franchise. It was made by Universal Pictures. I I thought it was a remake of the Brandon Fraser mummy movies. No. Okay, well, so, The Mummy came out in 2017 and this list was written in 2016. God damn it. Okay. Dracula Untold. So, The Mummy would have been on there, on this list, by the way. Right. Uh, Dracula Untold is not on the list. Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, no Dracula at all. God. Bram Stoker's Dracula has a bunch of big name actors or people who were big name actors at the time. Just throwing that out there. You're never going to get these. <laughs> None of them? I don't think you're going to guess any of them. We'll start throwing out some hints. All right. I'm going to start. Give me an actor. Uh, Well, some of these actors, okay. The Wolfman. Is the Wolfman in here? Holy shit. I was just about to say Anthony Hopkins. Like, the I Wolf- was on the tip of my tongue and the Wolfman is on here. Well, I was also standing on the tip of your tongue. I looked over and saw Anthony Hopkins and I knew the Wolfman was on here. The Wolfman's number five. Weren't we just talking about The Wolfman? Yeah, last episode because it sucks so bad. The Wolfman came out in 2010. It stars Anthony Hopkins, Benicio Del Toro, Emily Blunt, Hugo Weaving. Sounds like, it seems like it would have a lot of promise. I saw this movie in the theaters and it was bad. And I said it last week, but Anthony Hopkins, he was phoning it in big time on this one. (laughs) (laughs) It had an adjusted budget of $164 It filmed in England, didn't it? I don't know. I'm, I am I think the movie is set in England and I have to think that was part of the reason Anthony Hopkins accepted it. If he was like, if I have to fly to Saskatchewan and film this movie there, there's no way I'm going to do it. But if I can sleep in my own bed 
as like an 80 year old man and then just show up and pretend like, yeah, you're the fucking wolf man for a couple days for like uh, $15 million. I'll take it. Yeah, he got $15 million easy. I'll bet. It had an unadjusted budget of $150 million and it had a global box office of $140 million. So, it didn't even make back its production budget, let alone its marketing budget. And this is the lowest box office in the top 10. $140 million. Hmm. And Wait. Makes me... I have another guess right off the top of my head. You're going to have to hold it. This... The Wolfman had a Rotten Tomato score of 35%, which is actually higher than I thought. I, I still haven't seen it. And if it was on Netflix or something, I would watch it. Here's some Nick's notes. Hashtag Nick's notes. So, just do While it. While you're hashtagging, you can also hashtag hot dog Brandon. You can't. It's over. No. No. Nobody. Hashtag hot dog no. Brandon. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 10 Pod. One. Zero. I-S-H-P-O-D. When was the last time you ate a hot dog? Was it yesterday? I haven't eaten a hot dog since you ate one in the airport because it disgusted me to such a degree that I eliminated hot dogs from my diet. Whatever. And my last note, I have two more notes on the Wolfman. Nick's notes. <laughs> I have two more notes on the Wolfman. It was a remake of the 1941 film of the same name. Mm-hmm. Do you know and who starred in it? No clue. Well, you're the one with the goddamn notes, Mr. Research. Well, why don't you tell me some of your goddamn Brandon's shitty bullet points and inform me? Lon Chaney starred as the Wolfman. All right. Everyone got that? Can you say it again and more slowly so that our... Millions of listeners and Anthony Hopkins himself, listener of the show, can write down the name you just said so that they'll know at the next cocktail party that they attend. Me and Tony are still standing here on the tip of your tongue. And I looked over him and I said, you know, Lon Chaney. He's, I didn't know Lon Chaney. All right. My he last, already knew it. My last next note for the plot. I have a summary of the plot for all these movies. And for this one, I just wrote, <laughs> quote, Shit. a wolf man. <laughs> Critics have called it everything from shit to fucking shit. All right, number five, The Wolfman. You said you had another guess. Yo, uh, Jack Nicholson's Wolf. Wolf. Is that a real movie? Yeah, crap, it's not on here. Yes, it is. It was wolf. in like the... Yes, it was another Wolfman movie. It was in the early to mid-90s. It takes place in New York City and Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Jack Nicholson plays a Wolfman. He plays himself and he's also a Wolfman in... He is in running around Central Park, uh, wolfed out and attacking people. A romantic horror film. Yeah, it was very sexy. Yeah, I, I have not seen this. It had a budget of $70 million. Wolf. <laughs> and love... you want to know the tagline on the poster? A howling good time. <laughs> what was it? The animal is out. That's right. And Michelle Pfeiffer is clearly getting sexed, sexted from what? Mr. Nicholson. I gotta Nicholson. look this up. I gotta look it up right now. Wolf. She's intrigued sexually. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> look at that picture. Hey, and guess what? Michelle Pfeiffer is on our list. Oh, I bet. Oh, I think I know what one that is. It the movie What Lies Beneath? Yep. What Lies Beneath. I normally do not see, I don't know what exactly how to describe that movie. It was psychological uh, and based on the like a couple's relationship. It was maybe more relationship based. I don't know why I saw that movie at the theater, but I did. Maybe it's because it has Harrison Ford in it and Amber Valletta. 
who hails from our hometown. Oh, is that would right? you like to know? Would you like one of Brandon's bullets about? Oh my God! <laughs> I just stumbled across and looking at these pictures of Wolf. It's a picture of Jack Nicholson wolfed out. His hair is all teased, and he has giant fangs on his lower, um, lower, lower jaw, and he is hugging a deer, and he's about to bite its neck off. <laughs> bite its Jesus neck Christ! Off. These pictures are amazing. Everybody, do yourself a favor. Don't pause this podcast. Do not turn it off. Just go with me as I lead you to Google and Google Wolf Jack Nicholson and click images and just ruin the rest of your day. You guys together can make the Wolfman climb up the ranking in the most Google search monsters next time we do it. Let's talk about what, what where does What Lies Beneath Right lie? after the Wolfman. So, Wolfman was five. What Lies Beneath is number six and... What Lies Beneath was not a good film. I did not enjoy it. I, I liked it. But do you want me to tell you about the time I sold Amber Valletta a cell phone accessory at Best Buy when I was in high school? Well, I feel like you're going to tell us anyway, so go ahead. I just did. <laughs> oh, that's it? <laughs> was it. I just sold some lady a thing at Best Buy and then someone came up and said, hey, do you know who that was? And I said, no. And they said, it was Amber Valletta. And I said, uh. <laughs> so, now I tell people like I fucking knew who it was. It's just some lady. Since then. Yeah, she's um, she's an actress. Huh. She's getting it done. She's out there taking care of business. And just like I was when I sold her um, something to help listen to her cell phone calls with. Well, Wikipedia says she's from Phoenix. That's a dirty lie. All right, what lies beneath? I, I, you know, I didn't love the movie. I enjoyed it though. And I'd say it's borderline horror. Came out in 2000. It's Harrison Ford. So, you knew Brandon saw it. I knew Brandon saw it before we ever had this conversation. Um, I think it's the, it must be the only horror-ish film Harrison Ford's ever been in. I can't think of any The Temple of Doom was pretty spooky. Yeah. Fucking Molaron pulls a guy's heart out of his chest, holds it up and it catches on fire. Uh Uh-huh. Does that not scare you? Mm, Yeah. Whatever, full of shit. It had a nominal budget in 2000 of $100 million, adjusted for inflation that comes to 160, and 155 of that was for Harrison Ford. How much was it for Harrison Ford? I was being sarcastic, but... How much was he paid for that movie? I don't know, but if it was less than $20 million, I'd be surprised. Do you think he and Michelle Pfeiffer received the same no, amount of money? I don't. I don't think so either. But I think she probably got at least like $5 million. Yeah. If you haven't seen What Lies Beneath, it stars Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer as a couple who experience a strange haunting of their home. Hey, and by the way, before someone comes after me for saying she got less money, <laughs> it's not because that she's a lady. It's because Harrison Ford is the biggest movie star on the planet. Would you really say that? He's Han Solo and Indiana Jones. He's not the biggest on the planet. He's the biggest at my house right now. <laughs> that I'll believe. I think Tom Hanks may be a bigger actor. Maybe not today, but all time. Harrison Ford played a character that you can recognize by his silhouette. Just that hat. Let's just be clear. In Brandon's bullet points, the measurement of worldwide success and overall stardom of any actor is by the recognition of their silhouette. I guarantee you, just like some kid in the jungles of Africa recognizes the logo for Coca-Cola, I guarantee that same kid, if you showed him an outline, if Indiana Jones with his hat on, he would be like, Indy Jones, I like whip. Wow. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. All right. Let's take a breather, everybody. 
I don't know his nationality. He's just a kid in the jungle. He could be anybody. You made some wild assumptions there. Can I finish telling you about what lies beneath or are you going to interrupt me a thousand more times? I'm ready. I'm interested in hearing some more about it. It had a global box office of $291 million. Holy shit. And don't forget, let's give some context here because context is king. Back in episode five when we covered the highest grossing horror films of all time, the number one movie had a $700 million box office. So, for context, What Lies Beneath, $291 million, had a Rotten Tomato score of 46%, so a little less than half of the critics enjoyed this movie. I guess Brandon's one of them. I liked it though. Despite mixed reviews, you'll like this, the film was nominated for three, count them, one, two, three, Saturn Awards. What the, the hi- fuck highly, is a Saturn Highly award? prestigious Saturn Awards. Best horror film, best director, best actress, it didn't win any of them, but Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer can now star in other movies and on the posters it can say Saturn Award nominated actor Harrison Ford. And everyone will read that and collectively go, huh? Yep. Saturn like the car? What'd you think of the twist there at the end? I don't remember the twist. I mean, it was 18 years ago. What was the twist? (sighs) No spoilers, She's dead the whole time? No spoilers, bro. All right. Sorry. We we won't spoil this movie that's been out for almost two decades. Your boy Harrison is, um, he's not so nice as you Oh, right. He murdered her in the bathtub. He murdered her, yeah. You do what you got to do. He's always been known as a, as a man who gets things done. Let me give you a few more hints here. The youngest, or actually the oldest movie on this list is from the 90s. Nothing earlier than oh 1990 God. is the youngest. And the most recent is 2012. 20, no, 2013. Silence of the Lambs. No, but you do have... Some sequels in here. Oh. You got two. Yeah. uh, Red Dragon. Yeah. Red Dragon's number 15. Oh, well, that's not top 10. Okay. What's the other one? I didn't fucking make the top 10. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal's number 12. Also didn't make the top 10. But so Hannibal 12, Red Dragon 15, and Hannibal is on the top 10 list of highest grossing films from episode five. I think it's the only movie from here that is on that list. So, let me, I'll give you some rapid fire notes on these and then we can discuss. Is that fair? Just sure. Hannibal came out in 2001, has a adjusted budget of 132 million, has a global box office of 352 million, really high for a horror film. Uh, Rotten Tomato score of 39%, which is the lowest in the Hannibal series, I believe. It stars our friend Anthony Hopkins again, Julianne Moore, Ray Liotta. Moving over to Red Dragon, came out in 2002, really just a year later, huh. has an adjusted production budget of $116 million, global box office of $209 million, Rotten Tomato score of 68%. It again stars Anthony Hopkins. It also stars Edward Norton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it is the prequel to The Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. I liked Ooh. Red Dragon better. Yeah, so did critics. I've never seen, the only, I've never seen any of them except Silence of the Lambs. You dumb bastard. You do need to see Red Dragon. I think Hannibal is something you could pretty easily skip unless you just love the character of Hannibal Lecter, which I think really is just best as like peppered throughout the movie rather than the subject of the film. And Red Dragon is a pretty cool, um, you know, quest to capture a serial killer 
film in and of its own right. Gary Oldman looks amazingly disgusting in it. Have you seen? He is. He plays a. And this is not a spoiler. This is something that happens in like the first five minutes. He plays one of Hannibal Lecter's former victims, and he's still alive. And he's a very wealthy man, so he also has the wealth to exact revenge upon Hannibal. And I think that's part of the. If I remember right, it's been a long time since I've seen it or read the book, but I think that's a big part of it is him trying to get Hannibal and and exact some sort of revenge on him. Who would you rather meet in a dark alley? Hannibal Lecter or the Wolfman? Well, I feel like Hannibal Lecter, I have a, I stand a chance of having a gentlemanly discussion with him. Hmm. Well, once you tell him you're just a measly sidekick podcast host. I think the wolf, it doesn't matter who who you are, if you walk into a dark alley with the wolf man, you're getting wolfed. Does the wolf man go to the doctor or the vet when he gets sick? Mm, depends on the moon. He won't go to the vet at nighttime. He goes to the regular doctor. But you can't go to the regular doctor if you're a goddamn wolf man. Well, why couldn't you when you're in human form? How's the doctor going to know the difference? Well, I mean, if you're in wolf form, if you're in wolf mode. Right. It's nighttime. Yeah. And let's say you get a boo-boo. He's going to go to the emergency vet? Yeah. That would be really really expensive. Well, I don't think he really gives a shit about getting a boo-boo because it takes a silver bullet to kill him. I think he'll probably, he probably has a mutant healing factor like Wolverine. You know, I bet they wouldn't let him in the vet because the vet, it's got to be your pet. You have to bring a pet in for them to do it. Your dog couldn't bring himself in? <laughs> you know, that'd be a hell of a thing. If your dog was just like, hey, no. I'm gonna, I'll see you later. I'm going to run to the vet. I got to <laughs> check out. my balls cut off. No, uh, if a dog was, if a dog hurt its paw and then it limped into a vet's office, that vet would help the dog. I think the same thing goes for the wolf man. Well, and <laughs> except he'd fucking kill everybody. He would wait until he was pa- he was bandaged up, and then he would murder everybody. <sighs> yeah. All right. When considering your future guesses, there are several box office bombs on here. There's one or two films I'd never even heard of. Wait, tell me again. Where no the, those ten and tw- those were not on the list. I've only guessed two on the top ten so far, right? Uh, on the top ten, you've only guessed two. Yeah. Hmm. The Leprechaun in Space. Is that a real guess? Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is if it's on the list. Otherwise, no, it was a joke. What about the one where Jason goes to space? Do you have a hearing problem? No. Is anybody in space? (laughs) Yeah. There's a space one on here? Event Horizon. There's like three or four space ones. And yeah, Event Horizon is number 16. Oh, fuck. That's not in the top 10. Well, I'm still going to... Um, do you want me to not tell you if it's number 16? Alien. Uh, I guess we're just going to skip over Event Horizon. Well, <laughs> I just want to guess I'm, I want to be the winner. All right. We'll skip it. Event Horizon is number 16. Alien is not, but a sequel of Alien is number 13. Alien Resurrection from 1997. God, they are more expensive than the Alien movies. Yeah, the adjusted budget for Alien Resurrection was $131 million. Are some of these these movies that came out after 2003 that I've never 
scene that have names like the gr- is the grudge in here. No, but listen, every single movie in here has A-listers. There's big A-lister actor in every movie, sometimes several. You give me some actors and I'll nail these down. Well, that's no fun. Sure it is. Do, you don't have to- Hey, you know what? Get- There's another alien spin-off ish oh, prequel-ish. I know which one you're talking about. Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus is number nine. I saw Prometheus in the theater. Yeah, that's a good ass movie. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the third highest Rotten Tomatoes score of the entire Alien franchise. I have... I am legend. Hang on. Damn it, Brandon. (laughs) I have spent so much time on hashtag Nick's notes here. I'm going to read these and I have a bounty full. Let me make... I'll just make my own little notes here so I don't forget my guesses. All right. Prometheus, number nine, came out in 2012. It has an adjusted budget of $141 million and a global box office of $403 million. Good job, guys. I already said Rotten Tomatoes of 73%. Here's the plot of Prometheus for the folks at home. It is set in the late 21st century and centers on the crew of the spaceship Prometheus as it follows a star map discovered among the artifacts of several ancient Earth cultures. Nerd alert. Seeking the origins of humanity. The crew arrives on a distant world and discovers a threat that could cause the extinction of the human species. What do you think of that? It stars Numi Rapace or Rapace, Michael Fassbender, (laughs) (laughs) Guy Pierce, Idris Elba, Logan Marshall Green, Charlize Theron. None of those are real people. Charlize Theron? Just the... (laughs) I know they're real people. I've heard of all of them, but... There was no like, you know, Frank Smith in there. <laughs> Brandon is snappy today. Rumi Napace. Hey, I got to say, Idris Elba. Numi. Idris Elba. That yeah. guy. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's one of my favorites these days. You know, did you see The Dark Tower that came out last year? Nope. Well, it's based on the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, which I highly recommend. And they tried to condense seven or eight books into one 90-minute movie and the movie was not good. It also had Matthew McConaughey but Idris Elba nailed his role, I thought. And it's a shame the movie was so bad because I would have liked to have seen more from him in that role. Critics called it Crap Tower. Okay. So, Prometheus was directed by Ridley Scott Mm -hmm. and here's a few notes for you. In Greek mythology, Prometheus Mm -hmm. means forethought, is a titan culture hero and trickster figure who is credited with the creation of man from clay and who defies the gods by stealing fire and giving it to humanity, an act that enabled progress and civilization. Good guy. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Prometheus. Prometheus is known for his intelligence and as a champion of mankind and of the booty. Should have called him Brometheus. <laughs> The film served as a prequel to Alien without being advertised as such ahead of time, as far as I know. Yeah, except everybody already knew that when it opened. Thanks. A sequel called Alien Covenant was released in May 2017 and was also successful. Another sequel is planned. Those are all my next notes on Prometheus. Now you are free to spew whatever bullshit you just couldn't wait to say. I am legend. I'm really surprised you guessed I Am Legend because I do not think of I Am Legend as a horror film, but it is. It's number three. Uh, I Am Legend is considered a horror film by this list, which is whereisthejump.com. 
I Am Legend came out in 2007. It has an adjusted budget of $188 million with a global box office of $585 million, which is the highest in the top 10. How does it not count as a horror film when there's spooky vampires trying to bite him all the time? I'd say horror is a loose subgenre. I don't know. It's Will Smith. Will Smith can't be in a horror film. Well, it's he... like Men in Black. There's scary aliens in Men in Black, but Men in Black's not a horror film. <laughs> Which one of the aliens in Men in Black was spooky to you? Was it the the uh, talking roaches that smoke cigarettes? It was Edgar when he drank the salt water. It was sugar water. Sugar water. You're right. Yeah, and his, his skin your your skin's falling off your bones. That guy. Yeah, he was kind of. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, but uh, so I'm Legend starred Will Smith. The only big name actor in the film, so he probably got 90% of the budget. It had the largest opening ever for a non-Christmas film released in the month of December in the United States. And the movie is based on the novel by the same of the same name by Richard Matheson. The story is set in New York after a virus which was originally created to cure cancer has wiped out most of mankind leaving Neville as the last human in New York other than nocturnal mutants. And when you just say nocturnal mutants... Nerd alert immediately goes off, right? Uh, like if I, I were explaining this movie to my wife, she didn't know what I had legend was and I said, oh yeah, it's got nocturnal mutants in it. She'd be like, oh. <laughs> Neville is immune to the virus and he works to develop a cure while defending himself against the hostile mutants. Hey, do you think there's a cure for cancer in the world right now and the world's elite are just hiding it from us? Hmm. Well, can you think of anybody who's super rich who has died of cancer? Or where anyone close to them has died of cancer? I mean, I'm sure there's been cases of cancer. Like the guy from Dexter had cancer, but he came over, he came out of it. Mm, Magic Johnson's looking pretty robust these days. I know that's not cancer, but I don't know. We probably need to put a, put a closer eye on Bill Gates. All right. You heard it here first, people. Actually, you probably heard this elsewhere first, but we're going to say it here too. Nick thinks there's a cure for cancer that the world's elite are hiding from us. All right, you got number three, I Am Legend, number five, Wolfman, number six, What Lies Beneath, number nine, Prometheus. God, that's such a loose definition. Here's a hint. The mutants in I Am Legend. You've seen I Am Legend, right? Yes. Good movie. The mutants in there are pretty similar to zombies in a way, right? World War Z. You immediately got it. I read the book. Yeah. Well, the mutants in I Am Legend are pretty similar to the zombies in World War Z as far as the way they act. Like the, they're the super fast and aggressive, I will drive my head through a windshield to bite at you to kind. Right. Or to get a booty call. <laughs> and World War Z from 2013 is ranked number two. Had an adjusted budget of $201 million. That's a That's a Brad Pitt money. Global box office of $540 million. Rotten Tomatoes of 66%. The film stars the everyday man Brad Pitt as Jerry Lane, a former United Nations investigator who must travel the world to find a way to stop the zombie pandemic. And the only Nick's notes I got on here, hashtag Nick's notes, is that the sequel begins filming in the summer of 2019. Now... The sequel begins filming six years after the release of the original. Brad Pitt's going to be an old man. He won't be in it. 
They're just well, but he gets old in the reverse. He looks like a baby as he gets older, so he'll look he'll look better. They'll have to stop making movies with him when he's old because he'll turn back into a baby. You didn't see that documentary about him? How many more seconds do you want me to let you talk about this before? It's a baby. Turns into a baby. Born old baby. Did you like that movie? The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Uh, What's your favorite yeah, Brad Pitt sure. movie besides Fight Club? Hmm. Either Inglorious Bastards or Seven. Yeah, I think I'd say Inglorious Bastards for me. World War Z was good though. I bet it was very Hollywood feeling, you know. Yeah, that's why I didn't see it. The, the oh, you didn't see it? No, I it's didn't good. watch it. It was good. I mean, it's a good movie. When I, heard it, when I heard it wasn't like the book, I wasn't really that interested. I don't really care about like big pandemic zombie movies. But the book, uh, World War Z, if you've never read it, is really good. It was written by... Uh, why is his name escaping me? The guy who made Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. It's written by Mel Brooks's son, Max Brooks. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and Max Brooks wrote this, it's called An Oral History of the Zombie Apocalypse. And it's made up of a collection of oral histories. They're written as if uh, they were dictated of different characters around the world, uh, different situations, different occupations, and how they experienced a zombie apocalypse. And it's way more personal, way more interesting. It spans... Like I said, it's a world. It is a worldwide pandemic. But the fact that it's done as an oral history, uh, with all types of different characters from different perspectives, was really original. Or I, I thought it was original. I had never read anything like that before, and it was really a really cool idea. I don't don't think it would translate well to film, and that's why we got the Brad Pitt version that we did. That I never bothered to watch. The movie is rarely ever as good as the book, but. World War Z is drastically different in film and book version. And if you didn't enjoy the movie, or if you did, either way, go check out that book and use the promo code TENNISHPOD when you check out. I don't think you'll get anything for that. Yeah, it served Monster Squad well, I'll tell you. What other guesses you got, Brandon? Give me some guesses before I give you any more hints. I feel like I'm getting hot now. I feel like I'm getting into the groove of this. They're all A-listers. Are you going to tell me one of those um, Dan Brown, Tom Hanks movies where he's he's kind of like the uh, the the Church's Indiana Jones? Any of those movies? You know what I'm talking about? The Church's Indiana Jones. He's like Indiana Jones. There's a it's Twitter all, quote for you. <laughs> it's all Indiana Jones stuff, but it's uh, also churchy. Do you think Indiana Jones reads his Bible? I think he has studied the Bible as as a an archaeological resource, but I don't think he is, I don't, in, in the last crusade, he uses blasphemy and it wasn't until the end when he decided to believe. Indiana Jones or Han Solo? Oh my God. It's no fucking question. Han Solo. Really? I love them both. I, I did not expect that. Can I go off? Can I go off on a quick tangent? Because I yelled to my wife about this last night and now I got to yell to someone you else. You yelled about and it. hit your wife about this? I didn't yell or I didn't hit, but I did passionately tell her about it. And she very politely uh, waited until I was done speaking to pretend thoughtfully nod and then go back to what she was doing. Han Solo is 
still is still the cooler character and here's why. I'll try to do this as short as possible, but it is an impassioned rant. In the original Star Wars movie, Han Solo is introduced as a man who cares about only himself and money. And he he does take pride in his ship. He loves his the Millennium Falcon. And he is close to his friend and first mate, Chewbacca. But he could take or leave uh, Luke at the beginning. He's out for number one. He, he's out to get the money that he needs to pay off Jabba the Hutt. But by the end of the movie, he's shown to, you know, be the scoundrel with a heart of gold. And he has made a friend in Luke. And he also has a crush on Princess Leia. Empire Strikes Back opens. And you might be kind of confused to see that Han has completely embraced the uh, love side of him. He loves his friend Luke so much that he risks his life to go out in the snow and save him. He brings him back to the, the, the base on Hoth and is rewarded for those efforts by the girl he loves, Leia, kissing his friend on the mouth in front of him. He still plays it cool. He still goes up to Leia as they're being attacked by the Empire and says, I know you care for me. I want you to admit it. In this movie, he's grown so close and made himself so vulnerable to a woman that he wants her to admit her feelings for him. He's told her his, that he, all he wants her to do is admit that she loves him. He stops her in the hallway as he's leaving and says, admit it. And she won't admit it. Then Darth Vader shows up and he again risks his life to get Princess Leia out on his own personal ship. He flees to space, pursued by Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire. Just this one ship, all to protect the girl that he loves. He flies into an asteroid field where his ship is nearly destroyed. He is uh, nearly eaten by a giant space slug that lives inside an asteroid. Still pursued by Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire, then pursued by a bounty hunter. His ship is broken and not working. He goes to Bespin, takes this girl he loves to protect her to the Cloud City, where his old friend betrays him. He's betrayed by his old friend, given over to Darth Vader, tortured by the most evil, cruel uh, uh, man in the galaxy for no reason, he was only made to suffer in this movie. And at the very end, he's brought into the carbonite freezing chamber. He's handed over to Boba Fett. They don't even know if he can survive the freezing process. So he could be killed. And no matter what, he's going to be handed over to Jabba the Hutt and possibly tortured and killed because he owes the most notorious gangster in the galaxy money. And as he's about to be frozen and surely handed over to meet his doom, Princess Leia finally admits her love for him. She looks him in the eye and tells him what he's waited the whole movie to hear. She looks at him and says, I love you. And then he looks back at her and says, I know. How is that not the coolest character in movie history? Oh, sorry. I, I was just knitting a sweater in the other room waiting for you to finish. Are you, did you finish? Are you done? I did. And I can hear the applause from outside of the the iPhone where we live, I can hear one listener applauding. Well, you asked after that hell of a, uh, you shouldn't have asked. I mean, are you happy? Sorry, everybody. I think some people are very thankful for that. 
Does Jabba the Hutt have sex? Uh, yeah, but probably not with like a dick. He's probably got something else, something slimy, some kind of little bump that he has somebody touch. <laughs> Can he have sex with a human? Um, not in the way that you and I are uh, just a person. Not in the way people have. Not in the way sex. that you and I have sex with each other. <laughs> no, not in the way that people do it. Uh, he does it. He probably has like some uh, extra special appendages underneath, because he's kind of mm -hmm. shaped like a turd, like a ghost in Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, he's not. I guess you're right. Well, what I'm he, thinking of the bottom—he's he huge on the top, and then he tapers down to a little tail. He's more like. Like a real big gross poo. Hmm. Yeah, well, good times. All right. Top 10. Give me those hints. Come on, Hotshot. Let's hear some. Well, I thought I'd just say give me those, give me those hints. Give me Here's two or three more. guesses and I'll give you some hints after that. Are there any sequels? You said there's sequels in here? Uh, you got the sequels already. I was referring to the top 20. Although Prometheus is a sequel kind of. What was that one with Sandra Bullock in space? I think it was called Space, wasn't it? Or Gravity. Gravity. Is Gravity in here? That's not the horror film. Jesus. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. I'll give you a hint. Arnold. I was going to ask if Arnold was in any, in any of these. He was in a movie that had a little zombie girl in it. I don't know the name of it. Oh. But is that one? Is that it? Her no. name is Maggie. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Uh, what the hell am I saying? It wasn't that good. Uh, but no, it's not that. Do you really think that was like a limited release bullshit? You think that was Running Man? No. I'm gonna name Arnold movies. And I'm gonna nail this. Do not tell me a Terminator movie is counted as a horror. Movie. No, but I've never heard you say the name of this movie out loud, so I don't know if you're gonna get it. I said Eraser. It's not Roger Rabbit. Collateral Damage. No. Um, Batman and Robin. This is painful. Can I just tell you what it is? It has the Antichrist in it. Oh. Now, the preview for this movie used to be on a VHS that I had and I had to watch it every time I watched that movie. And there was some stupid line that he would say at the end of the trailer that always made me laugh. I'll be back. No. <laughs> No, something that like also uh, the end of the world has been cancelled. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, it came out in 1999 because yeah. it was the 666 upside down made 1999 and it also st starred Gabriel Byrne, right? Uh, I don't have that name down, but sure. And he was like a demon shooter. He shot demons or bad guys or something. I don't know. The movie is End of, of Days. Yep. It has a, it's from 99, has a Rotten Tomato score of 11%, the lowest in the top 10 by far. It's the end of the days. It had an adjusted budget of 169 million, a global box office of 212 million. So, probably what number was it? Four. Here's the plot, people. The film follows former New York Police Department detective Jericho Kane. A detective John Kimball. <laughs> because Jericho Kane's a normal name and a police officer is a normal job for someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger. After he saves a banker, played by Byrne. Mm -hmm. from an assassin, finds himself embroiled in a religious conflict and must protect an innocent young woman who is chosen by evil forces to conceive the Antichrist with Satan. 
Satan. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, what a hell of a guy and a hell of a story that guy's had. <laughs> I'm to protect you from Beetle Bob. <laughs> from protect you from Basel Beeb. How old's Arnie now? Like 70 or so? Uh, He'd probably just tell you he was 69. He's 71. My favorite Schwarzenegger movies remains Terminator 1 and 2. Well, I thought you just said two movies. My favorite movie is both of these movies. Fine. Terminator 2. Good. Correct answer, by the way. I like that and I like Kindergarten Cop. Okay. It's the end of all the days. You want to know my next notes on this? Yes. The role of Jericho Kane was written for Tom Cruise. <laughs> Who said, um, no. He chose to work on Magnolia instead. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That fucking dumbass picked that uh, uh, multiple Oscar-nominated art film. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, we, we're big Tom Cruise fans here on the show. Tom Cruise, listener of the show. The entire Church of Scientology, listener of the show as well. Holy shit! Yeah, don't don't mess with them. They've they know they've learned how to weaponize lawyers. What else you got about Arnold or this list? Is I, Arnold I, on the list anymore? No. I'd like to just do an Arnold list. Give me another, one more actor that's on this list. Kevin Bacon. Oh. It, did he turn invisible? <laughs> did he? Yes. He turned invisible? Can you believe that a movie about someone turning invisible is on the top 10 here? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to add any special effects. You just take shit away. I've seen this movie. It's called Hollow Man from 2000. What number is it? Number seven. <laughs> he turned invisible. <laughs> Hollow Man. <laughs> I watched this as a kid, the TV movie version of it. Mm -hmm. I, I watched it sneakily because I wouldn't have been allowed to watch this. And there's the only thing I remember about it is that Kevin Bacon takes revenge on his coworkers because he turns invisible, and yeah. he's a creeper. He's a creeper that just watches a lady get dressed. Well, I mean, he also the, kills someone in a. What's the reason of being invisible if you're not going to watch? ladies get dressed or undressed. So, if anyone out there has forgotten about this Oscar-nominated film, Kevin Bacon portrays the titular character of The Hollow Man, a scientist- Is that why you couldn't watch it? Because it had a titular character in it? He's a scientist who renders himself invisible only to go on a killing spree <laughs> after going violently <laughs> insane. The story is loosely inspired by H.G. Wells' novel, The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 27%, an adjusted gross- or, sorry, an adjusted budget of $152 million for the Invisible Man. Uh, but get this, the nominal budget, so not the adjusted, $95 million, $50 million of that budget, so over half, was reserved for visual effects work. So, mm -hmm. we know it didn't all go into Kevin Bacon's greasy little pockets. Wouldn't this uh, special effects just be like uh, string? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need uh, Kevin Bacon is going to carry that book across the room. Give me some string <laughs> and a book. While you were on your what felt like 40-day, 40 40-night 40 rant about Han Solo, I was browsing the internet because what else was I supposed to do? Uh, I was eating a hot dog, browsing the internet. And I knew it. On Instagram, I saw a picture of special effects from the original King Kong film. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing it on our Instagram as I speak. So, you can find it at 10 Pod on Instagram. It's just two giant arms controlled by giant strings holding the actress. I just thought it was cool. I'm going to share it. 
Hell yeah. I told you. They have a string budget. Shoestring budget. Uh, That's the Hollow Man. Sounds like dog shit. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Well, it's number 20. Oh. <laughs> what a shot in the dark that was. I mean- Do you want to hear I, about Deep Blue Sea? Uh, yeah. I'll, well, can I tell you what I know about it? Uh, it's got Samuel L. Jackson, the world's scariest vampire, if he chose to be so. And <laughs> all I remember is there's like a big shark or some bunch of big sharks. I have one note on Nick's notes. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, deep blue dog shit. Quote, a shark ate me. A fucking shark <laughs> ate me. <laughs> yeah, he did. Jumped right out and gobbled him up. That's from uh, Chappelle's show. So, Deep Blue Sea came out in 99. It stars our friend, listener of the show, Samuel L. Jackson. It also stars Saffron Burroughs, Thomas Jane, LL Cool J. <laughs> How? <laughs> and Michael Rappaport. I mean, I don't really know much about LL Cool J. No, 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 no. I, LL Cool J. Cool J. Well, I feel like he's actually probably not that, like, cool. Maybe he's a, somebody else's definition of cool. And just thinking about him and Samuel L. Jackson, who is what I believe is the true definition of cool together, kind of makes me laugh. LL Cool J is the kind of cool that ends up on a uh, CBS hour-long drama show. Samuel L. Jackson can tear people apart with his bare hands. The film got a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, an adjusted budget of $102 million and a global box office of $165 million. When you consider the marketing budget and the cut for movie theaters, I'm going to guess this film was a loss. Um, You're missing 19, 18, 17, 14, 11, 10, 8, and 1. Here's a hint for number 11. Are you going to count? Are you going to count a Jurassic Park movie? No. Okay. Number eleven has a a lister among a listers, and it's about a very old, I guess, folk tale. There's been lots of movies on this. Disney's done a movie on this. Molt. Uh, <laughs> what molt? I was going to say Maleficent. <laughs> mole. Uh, yeah, a movie named Mole the Mole. Uh, I have no idea. It features, but that does not star, Christopher Walken. It stars Johnny Depp. Oh, is this Edward Scissorhands? No. Sleepy Hollow? Yes. Jeez. What a bunch of shit. <laughs> Why is that shit? It's a Tim Burton movie, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody out there who loves Tim Burton. I liked the 1989 Batman because it's a Batman movie and because it's Kind of like a ridiculous 80s punk goth take on the 1966 Batman series. Uh, but everything else he's done, like, well, and Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. But that sort of like, whatever, I didn't like it. It was Michael Keaton, right? The, the Batman you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all the stuff he's made with Johnny Depp where Johnny Depp has on weird makeup and weird hair other than Edward Scissorhands. Was Edward Scissorhands, Scissorhands Tim Burton? Yes. What? Edward Scissorhands, uh, Beetlejuice, and Batman. Excellent. Did you like Alice in Wonderland, or the new one? No, Johnny I never Depp. bothered. Never bothered with it. It looks. It looks stupid. Strong words from a hot dog eaten man. Come and get me, Tim Burton. <laughs> you wispy little wuss. 
Sleepy Hollow came out in 1999. It also stars Christina Ricci. Had a adjusted budget of $136 million, a global box office of $206 million, a Rotten Tomato score of 68%. Here's the plot. It is loosely based on Washington Irving's 1820 short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. Plot follows police constable Ichabod Crane, sent from New York City to investigate a series of murders in the village of Sleepy Hollow by a mysterious headless horseman. You know, I wonder if the headless horseman was anywhere near the top 50 on most Googled. I never considered him, but yeah, probably. That's great. Well, just move on from that shit. Hmm. You got two left in the... No, you got three left in the top 10. Two of these... No, one of these was a huge box office bomb that no one talks about ever. I Frankenstein. No. But you just had to get your Aaron Eckhart. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. No. Go back and listen to episode 10 if you want to hear Brandon swoon about Aaron Eckhart for minutes on end. And by the way, I looked up the movie poster to I, Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not the movie poster, but images from it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like everything you would have thought. It's like him with the shirt off, six pack. (laughs) I told you. Sweating. (laughs) And he's the monster. He's Frankenstein. Yeah, they made him look like the Fabio of monsters. And he's supposed to be, I just Googled it too. And the first thing I see are like, God, this guy is shredded. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd eat off his stomach for sure. He does not look like he is uh, pieced together of of dead men. Or women. God, the, the sexism from oh. you on every episode. Well, but if you're going to... Well, I guess they could have added in... I do see a picture of that lady from uh, Handmaid's Tale behind him in this movie. So, maybe I'll give it a second look. Maybe I'm going to watch I, Frankenstein now. You don't know the lady from Handmaid's Tale's name, huh? I can't pronounce her last name. Yvonne Stravahansky. That's not it. Oh, you're, you're not talking about the... I'm not talking about uh, Elizabeth... Moss. Moss. Yeah. I'm talking about the woman who plays whatever. Her name... In real life, her name is Yvonne. The commander's wife? Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, Handmaid's Tale, I'm going to give that a good old recommendation. Sure. Not a horror movie. Not a thing to do with this list. But if you're out there and you have eyeballs, you should watch it. Even if you don't have eyeballs, you can still watch it because we don't discriminate against the blind. <laughs> I do. A blind guy killed my dad. <laughs> Not true. All right. I'm going to give you a few hints about a few more. We've got to wrap this shit up. This is getting ugly. Number one is based off of one of those classic monsters. Number eight is a box office bomb that takes place in a spacecraft. Mm, space. And number 10 is a paranormal movie starring Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson. And Catherine oh. Zeta-Jones. The, uh, the, la- the, the Last House on the Left? Or uh, The House on Haunted Hill? It's a house that's haunted? Haunted house? It is based on the 1959 novel The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. It is a remake of the 1963 film The Haunting. It is The Haunting from 1999. Yeah, I knew it. That's number 10. It depicts the experiences of a small group of people invited by a paranormal investigator to investigate. A purportedly haunted house. It stars heavy hitters slash budget sucking stars such as Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta Jones, whatever happened to her? Owen Wilson and Lily Taylor. <laughs> she gave Michael she gave Michael Douglas cancer in his throat. Did she? Yeah, he said he got it from licking vaginas. Uh might have to edit that. Uh adjust the That's budget. what he said. That's what he said. I didn't say it. He said Michael he got Douglas? cancer from licking Catherine. Zeta Jones, vagina? You just said vaginas, but I mean, they're married. 
Are they married now? Yeah. I heard Gilbert Gottfried say that- uh, I know you were that, such an avid reader of Hollywood gossip. <laughs> I heard Gilbert Gottfried say that uh, if- <laughs> If that, if like getting throat cancer was the punishment for doing that to Catherine Seda Jones, he would take it. Guilford Goffrey, that's the lead singer of Kiss, right? Uh, no, he's a very, very attractive and smooth bass voiced comedian. I was joking. Uh, but thank you. Well, anyway, The Haunting from 99, number 10 on the list. An adjusted budget of 136 million, a global box office of 177 million. Number eight, you're never going to guess. It stars Dustin Hoffman. It also has- Shut your mouth. I know what this is. They, It's not called Red Planet. It's called They Go to Mars. It's not called They Go to Mars, but They Go to Mars and it's called something in space. Deep Red, Red Planet, uh, something bad on a- uh, Snakes cru- on a planet. Crucial crucial fail- failure. Mass critical, critical failure. Critical spooky. Tell me. Sphere. Oh, I read the book. Critical it does not take it does not take place on a fucking spacecraft. Okay, sorry. They examine a spacecraft of unknown origin. Ah, uh, no wonder I got confused. I've read Sphere. The book uh, is really interesting. The movie is shitty. It's a huge box office bomb. The biggest yeah. box office bomb based on a Michael Crichton work. And that's saying something because that includes the movie Congo, where you are the endangered species. Uh, Sphere came out in 98, stars Dustin Hoffman, Samuel Jackson, Sharon Stone. It was a box office bomb, grossing only $37 million domestically. A Rotten Tomato score of 11, uh, sorry, 12%. The story follows Norman Johnson, a psychologist engaged by the United States Navy who joins a team of scientists assembled to examine a spacecraft of unknown origin discovered on the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. The novel begins as a science fiction story but quickly transforms into a psychological thriller. Developing into an exploration of the nature of the human imagination. God damn. Never seen uh, it, the, never heard of it. The book was really great. But I do like is, Michael Crichton. You can probably pick the paperback up at a used bookstore for a quarter. <laughs> and it's totally worth it. If you've never read a Michael Crichton book before out there, if you like actual science and fiction based on, or you know, loosely based on real science... His books are a lot of fun. And Sphere ha- includes a lot of science about like gravity and how gravity and space time work. And if you're into that, good book. If you're not into it, you can eat Dustin Hoffman's ass for all I care. God, imagine what a trip that would be. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just imagining his character in Meet the Foggers going crazy. <laughs> Loving it. I'm thinking about if I came up to you with a big fishbowl. And it's full of pieces of paper with names written on them. They're all folded up. And I said, I have in in this bowl 100 A-list celebrities. And whoever you pull out of this bowl, whoever's name you pull out of this bowl, you are going to eat their ass. And you're thinking, okay. We think of all the, you know, some of the most beautiful women in the world are in this fishbowl. And I'm going to pull out (laughs) Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) There's one thing wrong with your story. Hmm. Is Dustin Hoffman an A-lister anymore? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I guess not. Imagine how ripped off you'd feel. Then. <laughs> there's two, there's a, there's 101 actors' names in here and they're all waiting in the next room and I'm going to call one of the names and that person is just going to jump up and go, yes! <laughs> you look over Dustin Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman just shrugs and goes, well, <laughs> let's get started.
Yeah. It's not going to eat itself. I think I know what our audio snippet will be this week on social media. All right. All you're missing is number one. Do you have any wild guesses before I hint you in here? Hmm. I've never seen it. It Avatar. looks, looks stupid. No. Well, you've never seen that and it looks stupid. I've seen it. Well, I have seen Avatar and it is stupid and it is not on this list. At the time of release, this movie was the seventh most expensive ever made of any genre. Was it made before or after the year 2000? After. I'm going to read you a bunch of notes about the movie and then you, you jump in when you got it. Okay. Came out in 04, has an adjusted budget of $222 million. And a global mm-hmm. box office of $300 million. Mm-hmm. Has a Rotten Tomato score of just 23%, which is pretty low on this list. Before I get to the plot, I'll tell you the notes. The film is an homage. An omne du fromage. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dexter's Lab. You were too old for Dexter's Lab, weren't you? I was watching Late Night with Conan and drinking beers by then. Dexter's Lab may be the best cartoon of all time. Omelette du fromage. I know our listeners get it, including Dexter himself, who's a listener of the show. Uh, the film is a homage and tribute to the universal mo- horror monster films from the 1930s and 40s, which were in turn based on novels by Bram Stoker and Mary Shelley. I'm going to get to is the this the movie now. Van Helsing? Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale. The plot stars Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing. Inspired Hugh by Jackman the, as Wolverine as Van Helsing. Distributed by Universal Pictures, the film includes a number of monsters such as Count Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, Mr. Hyde, werewolves in a way similar to the multi-monster movies of the Universal produced in 1940s. I didn't know they had all those guys in it. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I'm it's still like not going to watch it. It's like an actual real world, not shitty monster squad. Although maybe shitty still. I haven't seen either. Hey, Beckinsale. You never hear about her anymore either. No, because... I don't think she. I don't think she adds much. She doesn't seem to have much. Wow. She doesn't have a lot of pizzazz. Hot take. Hot, yeah, hot take on star of Serendipity, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Van Helsing's number one at the time. Most the seventh most expensive movie ever made, and adjusted for inflation, it is two hundred twenty-two million dollar production budget, which is pretty huge. You've never seen it? No. Does he kill all these monsters? I just said I've never seen it, Brandon. Well, now I gotta look it up. I think he is a monster hunter. I'm looking at the pictures for it. It looks really aggressively extreme. It looks like extreme Van Helsing. Did you read the novel Dracula? Yeah. Because Van Helsing is a character in that. Yes, I know that. But he does... He... He's not specifically responsible for killing Dracula. Let's see... Okay, in 1887, Transylvania, Dr. Frankenstein creates a monster with the help of Dracula. And then there's also Igor and Mr. Hyde. I see the use of amnesia. Wolfman. Yeah, this looks like shit. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. What's your favorite Hugh Jackman movie? My real answer favorite Hugh Jackman movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Logan. From the Marvel or X-Men series. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie Chappie or Choppy with the robot? Prestige. Uh, I did not. I'm, I mean, I know what it is. He was an asshole in that one. 
Well, I don't want him to be an asshole. He's such a nice guy. I want him to be a nice guy. Who would win in a fight between Hugh Jackman and coked up Anthony Hopkins? Hmm. Who's screaming about being the Wolfman while he's naked? <laughs> Hugh Jackman is in like, is <laughs> for a guy who sings in musicals is in pretty like incredible uh, fighting shape. But man, I bet Anthony Hopkins goes straight for the balls. He's one of those <laughs> classically trained actors, and I know, I know they go straight for the balls. They go straight for the heartstrings in their acting. So they go straight for their balls. And Anthony fight. Hopkins didn't make it to eighty years old in Hollywood by letting musical performers take him down. I'm looking up to see exactly how old Anthony Hopkins is. I'm gonna guess seventy. Eight. 79. He's 80. He's 80. I was right. He's 80. He's born. His birthday is December 31st. Whoa. Holy shit. That's Can fucking you... New Year's Eve. <laughs> See how powerful Brandon's bullets are? All right. Let's close this shit out. I'm going to go through the top 20. Some of these you haven't guessed yet uh, in the teens. I'm going to go through the top 20 starting with 20. Number 20 is Deep Blue Sea. Number 19, Gremlins 2. Bullshit. Number 18, Signs. Number 17, The Relic. Never heard of it. It was a huge box office bomb. Number 16, Event Horizon. Number 15, Red Dragon. Number 14, Virus. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Have you seen that? Seen what? Virus. No. It is based on the comic book of the same name by Chuck Farrer. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, William Baldwin, and Donald Sutherland, it tells the story of a ship beset by a malevolent extraterrestrial entity that seeks to turn humanity into cyborg slaves. That's another one of those movies where my wife would be like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, Virus, number 14. Can you believe- It's just amazing how high this movie is on the budget list and how low it is on the box office list. Well, you were looking that up. I read something about Anthony Hopkins that is spooky, that could close out Spooktober. Let me finish the list real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm holding on to this. Just get ready because he's got the spookiest thing of all. 14 Virus, 13 Alien Resurrection, 12 Hannibal, 11 Sleepy Hollow, 10 The Haunting, 9 Prometheus, 8 Sphere, 7 Hollow Man, 6 What Lies Beneath, 5 The Wolfman, 4 End of Days. All the days are ending now. 3 I Am Legend. Two World War Z, one Van Helsing. Brandon, what's your favorite movie from that list? Full stop. Not another fucking day. This is the end. I can't do that. What's my favorite movie from this list? I've seen uh, two, two and a half of them. They're all pretty bad. I'm going to go with I Am Legend. I'm going to go with one I haven't seen yet, Van Helsing. That's great. I mean, that's why I asked you the question, to get your expert yeah. analysis on movies you have not seen yet. I'm going to close out Spooktober. With this bone-chilling fact about Anthony Hopkins. He has a daughter, actress and singer Abigail Hopkins. She was born in 1968 from his first marriage. After Hopkins reportedly walked out on her as a toddler, they briefly reconciled in the 90s. Abigail has been estranged from her father Anthony Hopkins for several decades. When asked if he had any grandchildren... Anthony Hopkins said, I don't have any idea. People break up, families split, and, you know, get on with your life. People make choices. I don't care one way or the other. And that is the spookiest fact 
from Spooktober of all. He doesn't even know if he has grandchildren. Isn't it weird? Who needs grandchildren when you're bathing in money? (laughs) I guess. Isn't it weird when you find out someone who's an actor and you're like, oh man, they seem so cool. I bet they'd be so much fun to hang out with. And you're like, oh, he walked down on his child. He doesn't have any relationship with it and doesn't care if he has any grandchildren. Which, I mean, I guess that's his (laughs) right, I guess. It seems like a dick thing to me. Well. Yeah. So, whether you're being chased by one of the universal monsters by a pandemic horde of undead or by the end of the world ushered in by ushered in by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think we can all agree that the that the scariest thing of all is is losing those relationships that we should be so close to. Holy shit, are you done? All right, so we'll close this out with a few films that I thought would be on this list that weren't. I mentioned Halloween from 2018. We talked about It from 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven had a budget of thirty-three million. Zombieland, I thought, might be up there, twenty-four million. Think about that. Gremlins two has an adjusted budget of a hundred two million dollars, and <laughs> End of Days has a budget. Hollow Man has a budget of a hundred fifty-two million adjusted for inflation, and Zombieland and Seven have like thirty-three million or less. The last one, the Cabin in the Woods, I thought might be high. $30 million budget. Cabin in the Woods is one of my favorite movies of any kind. I love that movie. Is Roger Rabbit in it? No, but I'm thinking when we do that list of the top porn searches, Roger Rabbit slash Jessica Rabbit <laughs> might be up there, Brandon. You'll have your day. All right, should we, should we end this thing? Mercifully, yes. All right, people. It's been a hell of a ride. I want to thank... All the actors that are listening to the show right now that we covered today, Hugh Jackman, Brad Pitt. Uh, We'll be back next week with episode 12, which will be firmly out of Spooktober. And Brandon, any hints on the list you're going to present next week? No idea. Cool. No, (laughs) I don't have, I have not done any research yet. It's going to, actually, I'm going to do the the top 10 possible grandchildren for Anthony Hopkins. I think number one is Barack Obama hot take if you have some ideas for brandon or myself for future top tennis lists you can shoot those over to us at tennis pod on facebook twitter and instagram in the meantime thanks for joining us all spooktober long brandon i'd say it's been fun but i gotta go call my grandparents bye bye